Welcome to White Sox Weekly on ESPN 1000. A behind-the-scenes look at the White Sox as they prepare for the 2021 baseball season. Brought to you by Wintrust Bank, Mazda of Orland Park on ESPN 1000. Chicago's new home of the White Sox. the week that was it is world series or bust for the chicago white Sox. i'll let that resonate i'll let that bounce around your head but as we sit here saturday morning december the 12th it is world series or bust for the white Sox. it is white Sox weekly on your new white Sox home espn 1000 stream the show and catch all the podcasts on the espn chicago app i'm ken lavica and for the next hour it is white Sox baseball it really was the White Sox providing the only drama at the virtual winter meetings this past week, and those closed with a whimper. But the White Sox making moves. Lance Lynn, now a part of the White Sox rotation, a man who was in the Cy Young discussion last season, the 33-year-old acquired from the Rangers for Dane Dunning, a prospect, Avery Weems. And the best part is you're getting him on a year, you're getting $8 million left on that deal. And then Adam Eaton is coming back to the White Sox, the right fielder, one year, $7 million, with an option for 2000 and 22. So Rick Hahn making moves at the virtual winter meetings. And let's be clear about something, making the White Sox better. And this is why now it is World Series or bust for the White Sox. I want you to think real hard. And I want you to tell me one other American League team that is more well-rounded than the White Sox. Let that sink in and, and really give it some thought. Name another American League team that is more well-rounded than the White Sox. Let's start with the rotation for the White Sox. You've got Giolito at the top of the rotation. You've got Keuchel after him. And now Lance Lynn joins the fray. This is a man who last year led Major League Baseball in innings pitched. This is someone who, if it wasn't for a bad final outing to the regular season with the Rangers for for weeks out of contention, he would have probably finished second in the AL Cy Young voting. This is someone who is dependable. He has won a championship as well his manager Tony La Russa 2011 with the Cardinals and I do think Lance Lynn probably would have come in handy when the White Sox were using 17 pitchers to get seven outs in game three against Oakland in that wild card series but you have that rotation now with Giolito, Keuchel, and Lance Lynn, then you add in Dylan Cease, who you're expecting to make a big impact in 2021. You also add in, potentially, Kopech when uh, he is able to get himself into working order. And all accounts are that things are, are really improving for for Michael Kopech right now and that he could be, and you listen to Rick Hahn talk as well, uh, during his press availability this week, Kopech is going to be dependent on, you would think, at least get a crack at this starting rotation. The White Sox are, to me, the most well-rounded American League team. Name me another team right now in better shape than the White Sox. It's World Series or bust. It is World Series or bust after what we saw this past week. 312-332-3776. 312-332-3776. Is it World Series or bust now for the White Sox? And I think that the default setting for us White Sox fans is 
to be pessimistic. And uh, with the trade for Lance Lynn, and then especially bringing back Adam Eaton, uh, an awful lot of concern conveyed over social media over the past four, five days. But let's put it in these terms now, okay? The White Sox are now one of only two teams in the American League who have multiple pitchers that were in the top ten last season in ERA, war for pitchers, and strikeouts per nine. That, of course, is uh, Lance Lynn and Dallas Keuchel. They're the only team in the American League now who have three pitchers who last year were top ten in hits per nine. So you add Giolito to that conversation. That matches the Indians. And so it's no longer you're in a battle for the team beating, being the team to beat in the American League Central. You've now surpassed the Indians. The Indians had the best pitching staff in the entire American League last year. And uh, the White Sox were unfortunately on the receiving end of that a couple of times. You're talking Bieber, Plesak, and Carrasco. But now you have a pitching staff that matches that and an offense that is significantly better than what Cleveland trots out there. I mean, the White Sox offense, first in the American League in slugging, second in the American League in OPS, second in batting average, second in runs per game. You already had a White Sox overall pitching effort that was third in the American League in ERA, the defense third in defensive efficiency. That says it all right there. This, right now, again, on paper, this has to play out, obviously on the field, hopefully when the season gets going on time and we get through the rest of this offseason, but the White Sox are the most well-rounded, best-put-together team in the American League. And this is what I think might be most significant with what happened in this past week. Again, Rick Hahn acquiring Lance Lynn, giving up Dane Dunning and Avery Weems, a lefty prospect for Lynn. Again, led the majors in innings pitched last year. He will get you deep into games. He will save the bullpen, and he'll obviously be effective. Uh, and then Adam Eaton, who uh, comes into a situation where you, you, at least on its face, think it is a platoon. A platoon situation with Adam Engel in right field. Uh, so we'll have to see how Tony LaRussa is going to play that through and construct that. But this team, and what's most impressive to me, adds two players that have championship acumen. You have a World Series champion in Lance Lynn. He has pitched in a World Series. You have Adam Eaton, who's two years removed from an incredible seven-game series against the Astros, or his slash line was dominant. You've made your team better. That's the point. There's no reason to be pessimistic about this. And oh, why, why didn't Rick Hahn go and, and throw a bunch of money at, at George Springer? Uh, how come I don't see Jock Peterson? Where is Michael Brantley? One, the offseason still has several more weeks to go. Nobody else made any moves. Nobody else made a significant splash. And if you're a White Sox fan, you know that no time in your lifetime, whether you are 91-year-old Bob in Palos Hills or your 14-year-old Jillian in Evanston, the White Sox have never set a market. They have never set the tone on a market. Never, ever, never, never. They were not going to be the first to go and pay a Springer. They were not going to be the one that reached for a Jock Peterson or a Michael Brantley. Now, if you look at reports, uh, there are some 
reports that you see specifically from USA Today that say the White Sox are no longer going to pursue Michael Brantley, but then you have someone like Jason Stark who says, no, Michael Brantley's still very much in play, and you still have a designated hitter situation you have to work out. You'd like some depth to catcher as well behind Grandall, but the White Sox got better. They got better. They got two world champions to add to what was already the favorite in the American League Central, and now that makes them the favorite in the American League. It is World Series or bust for the White Sox. And I think it's tough to consume for uh, some White Sox fans because this hasn't been a situation that the Sox have been in since 2006. And I still think that there's probably a little bitter taste in the way things ended in Oakland in the American League Wild Card Series, uh, which seemed now like six seconds ago. We are in quick turnaround to the end of the White Sox season now to where we're at uh, at the end of the virtual spring meetings. But this is a team that have, now has a Hall of Fame manager. No matter what you think about Tony La Russa, a Hall of Fame manager, countless world championships, a, whole, a, a world championship pitcher now in the middle of your starting rotation. You have someone who's familiar with the White Sox who comes back off of winning a championship to assist in right field and give you some pop against uh, right-handed pitchers. This is a good week for the White Sox. This is a week that, to me, solidifies them as the most well-rounded team in the American League. 312-332-3776. 312-332-3776. Is it World Series or bust now for the White Sox? What are your impressions of the week? Rick Hahn, really the most active general manager at the virtual winter meetings. And all I can uh, think about with these virtual winter meetings is poor Rick just sitting on a computer screen or two or three of them with Zoom calls, just constant Zoom calls over and over and over again for nine, ten hours a day, then explaining how he sat in front of Zoom calls for nine, ten hours a day, and then repeating the process again for four or five days. But Rick Hahn, one of the few general managers who made his team better over the last week. With Lance Lynn and Adam Eaton, the White Sox have made it World Series or bust. Is it World Series or bust for the White Sox? You weigh in at 312-332-3776, 312-332-3776. And don't take it from just me. I'm just a guy. I'm just a, a guy who likes the White Sox, who thinks the White Sox happen to be a good baseball team. How about some people with acumen, with some panache? How about Bob Nightingale, USA Today? On Tuesday, he tweeted the White Sox are now the team to beat in the American League Central. I agree, but I take it a step further. Joel Sherman, New York Post. The White Sox now might have more than just the team to beat in the American League Central. That's more like it. Joel Sherman is getting warmer. Jeff Passan, ESPN. He tweeted Abreu, Anderson, Moncada, Grandal. Robert, Jimenez, and that whole lineup, the rotation of Giolito, Keiko, Lynn, Cease, and more. Oh, yeah, Michael Kopeck back throwing reportedly looks very good. That is a ball club. That is a ball club. Maybe that will help drive it home a little bit more. All those names that Jeff Passan mentioned that I just read off to you, name a better lineup right now with a better rotation that would be best prepared and best set up in a short series or a long series come the postseason. And I wouldn't be putting myself out there and declaring the White Sox are the favorites in the American League now or World Series or bust if I didn't think that that was now the mindset and the approach that the organization 
is taking. 312-332-3776. 312-332-3776. Want to hear from you White Sox fans? This is your time to shine. It is an hour of unadulterated White Sox baseball. I'm Ken Lavica. When we come back, we're going to take your calls. Also, for all of you White Sox fans hand-wringing, your hands completely raw over Adam Eaton's return, we need to talk. We'll do it next. White Sox Weekly, ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's home for sports. The new home of the White Sox. ESPN 1000. This is White Sox Weekly. Your Saturday morning White Sox wake up. White Sox Weekly on your new home for Chicago White Sox Baseball, ESPN 1000. And all summer long, you will hear Darren Jackson in the White Sox radio broadcast booth right here on ESPN 1000 alongside Len Casper and DJ will join us to talk about the week that was for the White Sox including the acquisition of Lance Lynn the signing of Adam Eaton and all things White Sox and probably a discussion a little bit of a discussion about culture in the clubhouse which is what I want to address here in just a couple of moments but jump in with us White Sox fans the Sox to me are in a position where it is World Series or bust because the way that things are currently constituted with Lynn and Eaton joining this lineup, uh, there is not a team, not the Rays, not the Yankees, not the A's, uh, not the Indians, not the Twins, There is not the Astros. There is not a team in the American League right now that is more well-rounded with depth now in the starting rotation uh, with at least a bit of help against right-handed pitchers in right field. Defensively, a White Sox team that was already extremely good and uh, suffers no drop-off with anything that's occurred so far in this offseason, the White Sox are World Series or bust. They are best position right now uh, of any team in the American League. 312-332-3776. 312-332-3776. And, of course, this week we lost the legend, White Sox legend Dick Allen, passing away at age 78. He had been uh, sick. He had been uh, battling illness for quite some time and passed away on Monday and uh, would love to hear your stories of Dick Allen, your recollections of Dick Allen, someone who I believe to be the most under-the-radar, most underrated superstar in White Sox history and someone who uh, many uh, White Sox fans, uh, and it's documented, uh, believe may have saved the White Sox from moving elsewhere, either to to St. Pete or to Seattle in the 70s. 312-332-3776-312-332-3776. So just go ahead and address the elephant in the room with the Adam Eaton reacquisition earlier this week. One-year deal. He's going to make $7 million this year to uh, conceivably play right field. $8.5 million option for 2022. Uh, You've got to think... And I'm not Tony La Russa, so I don't really know how this is going to be ultimately handled. But you've got to think, because Adam Eaton can hit right-handed pitching and is a left-handed bat, you needed some left-handed help. Uh, he will probably split time with Adam Engel in right field. At least that's what the, the, the common sense would tell you. Engel, someone who hit above 300 last year against lefties. But 
there are very few people that I've talked to this week that are concerned about what uh, Adam Eaton's going to bring between the lines, which is a big oversight. There's not a a discussion that I have had about, uh, oh, well, is he healthy? Is Adam Eaton healthy? Is Adam Eaton going to improve uh, some of the diminished numbers we saw last season? Can he recapture what he was 2014, 2015, 2016 with the Sox? There's been none of that discussion with me and anybody about the White Sox. It's been, what's he going to do to the clubhouse? We know that 2016 especially was really dramatic with Adam Eaton and a lot of things that occurred in the clubhouse that seeped out publicly, a lot of stories, a lot of rumor, a lot of innuendo, and uh, it was pretty much determined that Adam Eaton was not going to return to the White Sox. Went on and then flourished with the Nationals, won a World Series, battled injuries, but when it was time to win, when it was time to make a deep playoff run, Adam Eaton was 2014 super effective, outstanding Adam Eaton. So he returns to the White Sox now, someone with a championship and someone, I think, with a desire to prove that he still got something left in the tank. And he serves a huge purpose uh, against right-handed pitching as well. He gives the Sox a left-handed hitting presence. And... The only discussion, though, that's been had is, oh, man, it, everything was was such a soap opera in the clubhouse. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure I like Adam Eaton. This isn't good for clubhouse chemistry. Well, Rick Hahn addressed that this week once the Adam Eaton signing was announced and the White Sox general manager had this to say about Eaton and the clubhouse chemistry. I do feel this is a different clubhouse. I mean, we obviously have a strong veteran clubhouse our presence at this point. We have a overall clubhouse that has won together that is very tight knit uh, and very focused on winning a championship. So seeing uh, additions that improve those chances, uh, I think are going to be embraced. And then look, when we were going through it the first time, uh, you know, we were uh, a lot of it was a lot of the players were sort of this almost, you know, plug-and-play type where we were pulling from various organizations to try to piece this thing together on the fly, to try to jump up and win in a given year. At this point now, we've built something that has sort of grown together and is going to continue to play together for an extended period. That's one of the motivations behind uh, the rebuild, as we discussed basically four years ago at this time. Uh, So that creates a different environment. We have natural leaders. We have guys who have established themselves as leaders. And guys who come in now from the outside sort of join in with that established program as opposed to being brought in and just, you know, almost having to thrust it upon them a a leadership desire to lead or create the environment themselves. That's that's not necessary at this point. Uh, Adam's here to help us win and, and we're confident we'll fit in well with the established culture. Rick Hahn again this past week. Notice how not once did Rick Hahn say that Adam Eaton is being brought in to lead, that Adam Eaton is being brought in to be a leader in the clubhouse. Because a lot has changed with the White Sox in that clubhouse since Adam Eaton left in 2016. It became Jose Abreu's clubhouse, and then everyone around him got younger. When, uh, when he left, when Adam Eaton left, that's when the rebuild began. So Abreu took over the leadership role. Everyone got younger around him. He became the man that guided the youngsters, 
and now it's Jose Abreu's clubhouse. It's not Adam Eaton's clubhouse. It's not Chris Sale's clubhouse. That was a long time ago. We're talking four, almost five years ago when you've got rumored skirmishes in the clubhouse. You have jerseys being cut up. You have all of these things going public. That was a different clubhouse. That was different leadership. That was a completely different era with the White Sox. This is Jose Abreu's clubhouse now. And for those that are extremely worried that Adam Eaton's just going to roll into this clubhouse and the floor is going to open and the depths of Hades are going to come spilling up into the clubhouse with flames licking at the ceiling, that's absurd. If Adam Eaton came in and say he brought in drama with him, brought in drama more than what hopefully we're expecting from him to provide production-wise in right field, then this team was not destined to win. This D team was not as close. This team didn't have the chemistry that we thought they did. If Adam Eaton comes in here on a one-year deal with an option for 2022 and things just completely fall apart. Here's how clubhouses go south. There is one or two members of a clubhouse that start the rot and then it permeates. I choose to believe, and this is based on what we saw two years prior, and then especially last year in that truncated season, that the bonds in that clubhouse between Abreu and Aloy and Luis Robert and uh, Moncada and Tim Anderson and Giolito, and the list goes on and on and on with all of the, those guys constantly having each other's backs and guiding one another, that can't be permeated. That the clubhouse, it's not going to be derailed. And it, it, it is almost offensive to Jose Abreu. It's almost offensive to Jose Abreu, the leader of this team, that there is this fear that Adam Eaton's going to come in. And because of things that occurred with an entirely different group four or five years ago, that that same type of situation is going to take place. This concept of clubhouse culture... It's important, yes, but there have been plenty, plenty of teams in the pantheon of baseball that have won championships, that have seen sustained success, where, shocking, not everybody is in the clubhouse doing yoga with one another and gossiping and uh, going out to dinner afterwards. If you can coexist and you can produce on the field, you can win. I'm not saying that Adam Eaton's going to come in and he's going to be a loner. I don't know that. Adam Eaton, he said this week. He said it here on ESPN 1000 for a couple of minutes, but then said uh, when he talked to the media, talked to the press over Zoom calls, hey, I'm here to help win. He was impressed by Jose Abreu, how good his English is, uh, how he has uh, embraced this leadership role. Just chill. Just relax. Adam Eaton is going to serve a purpose. He is going to help. You needed a left-handed bat. You went out and you got a left-handed bat. And this is not done. This is not over this offseason. Rick Hahn, quote, we'll see when asked what's coming next for the White Sox. And why did you go get Adam Eaton if you're Rick Hahn? Because you're talking about $7 million one year for Adam Eaton. George Springer's commanding center field money. Michael Brantley, Jock Peterson. They are going to be pricier. Perhaps they're still on the table. But right now, and back to my original point that we opened our show with, with Lance Lynn joining the rotation and Adam Eaton now helping out what appears to be in right field, the White Sox are the most well-rounded, best set-up team, at least of December 12th, 
in the American League. It is World Series or bust. 312-332-3776. 312-332-3776 to jump in here on White Sox Weekly on your new home for White Sox baseball, ESPN 1000. Darren Jackson, White Sox radio analyst. And again, he will be a staple here over the summer on ESPN 1000. He and Len Casper on your White Sox home radio call. He will join us, and we'll talk about clubhouse culture. I haven't spent a lot of time in a Major League Baseball clubhouse. I can't imagine many of you have either. So let's go ahead and get to an authority, a man who has done so for an awful long time, both as a player and as a broadcaster, Darren Jackson. What dynamic is Adam Eaton going to bring to this White Sox clubhouse? Also, Lance Lynn, uh, the depth now with this White Sox starting rotation. What are we looking at here? What is the ceiling for the rotation now with an innings eater like Lance Lynn coming to the south side? 312-332-3776. Darren Jackson, White Sox radio color analyst. When we come back, it's White Sox Weekly on ESPN 1000. The South Sox have a new home. This is White Sox Weekly. A behind-the-scenes look at the White Sox as they prepare for the 2021 baseball season. White Sox Weekly. ESPN 1000. My goal was to get myself, my body, and my mind right to lead the league in inning starts, pitches thrown, all that good stuff. Uh, I make sure I'm ready to go when it's my time to go. Um, I find that ready to go, you don't have to speed up at the end. So I'd rather just be able to put on cruise control, and when it's time to go, I'll be ready um, there at the end to get ready for spring training. But right now, I'm on pace to be ready for a normal spring training and do everything I can to be prepared to throw 200 innings and 33, 34 starts and on into the playoffs because that's why they got me. That newest member of the White Sox starting rotation, Lance Lynn. The Sox acquiring Lynn from the Rangers for Dane Dunning and also lefty prospect. Avery Weems earlier this week, and Lance Lynn, that uh, was him with Cap and Jay Hood. You can hear them here on your new White Sox home, ESPN 1000, 7 to 10 a.m. weekday. Start off your morning with Cap and Jay Hood, and you can listen to that entire Lance Lynn interview. Not to mention all things White Sox baseball and White Sox weekly on the ESPN Chicago app. 312-332-3776 if you want to get in with your White Sox opinions. 312-332-3776. In a couple of moments, we'll be joined by White Sox radio analyst Darren Jackson here on White Sox Weekly. Uh, I do want to touch on just sort of the weird week uh, and the weird offseason this is, the weird week being the virtual winter meetings and the weird offseason. There is this desire, I know, to go out and get the big shiny thing and uh, to throw money at a a name like George Springer or to go get Trevor Bauer and and, uh, throw bags of cash at him. Uh, and upgrade it massively financially. But let's not forget, you have an entire league that didn't receive anything in the way of gate money in 2020. Only played 60 games. You're basically working off of TV revenues right now uh, and various other sources of, of revenue that were severely depleted because of the nature of the 2020 season. So... 
I, I guess I just feel like tempering your expectations makes your life extremely easy and makes it at least more comfortable uh, instead of being caught up in this name, that superstar, this cash grab. Because the White Sox were probably not going to do it, maybe even in a typical year, certainly not going to do it in an offseason like this. And yet, still found a way to go... Get a guy who led the league in innings pitch last year, who was in the Cy Young conversation, Lance Lynn, and telling Captain Jay Hood earlier this week he wants to do the same thing. He wants to lead Major League Baseball in innings pitched. And then you've received help in the outfield. This is a good thing. The White Sox, already a team with a ton of talent, already in good shape with that roster, have gotten better. And to me, I think that makes it World Series or bust because there's not a single team in the American League right now that I can make a case for that they're in better shape, whether it is at the plate, whether it is on the mound, or whether it is in the field. 312-332-3776. 312-332-3776 to get in here on White Sox Weekly. John is in Evanston. John, you're on White Sox Weekly. Good morning. Hey, good morning. You know, I don't really have much of a problem with, you know, who they picked up to probably put in the third spot in the rotation, okay? Um, He's pretty reliable, but Eaton just kind of turns my stomach when I remember, when I think back to 2016. And, you know, I would have preferred the White Sox are so far under that salary cap. I think they probably could have gone out and brought in Springer and added some pop to the lineup and some, I think, some better continuity to that defense that they've really been hurting in lately. I, you know, maybe having Eaton, you know, spot start in, in, in right or center to give somebody a day off, but I mean, well, John, are you more there. worried about John? Are you more worried about Eaton's production? Or are you more worried about what happened in the clubhouse in 2016 with Eaton? Well, you know, I, I'm I'm looking at a little bit of both. More what he did in the clubhouse. I yeah, mean, he, and see, he, that's he, my point. Let me ask you this: Who, when you think about the White Sox now, who's the leader of this team? Well, I I think it's Anderson. I love what he's been okay. doing, and he's proven that he's the team leader out there. Do you think think. that Tim Anderson and Jose Abreu are going to let Adam Eaton come in and uh, spoil a clubhouse? Do you think that this deal would have been made, this signing, I should say, would have been made if they didn't at least have some input on it? Well, you know, maybe they talked to Adam and said, you know what, we'll we'll sign you to a one-year deal, see how it goes, but you know, we don't want an episode like we had in 2016. Well, and my point is, and John, thanks for the call, I, I would severely doubt that Rick Hahn is going to sign Adam Eaton, especially with a guy like Jose Abreu, who is in the organization with the big league club when all of these things went down, without at least checking in. This was not going to be a reckless, haphazard signing based on history that it was going to put the White Sox in a tough spot. I like to think... And uh, I could be wrong, but I like to think Rick Hahn would not uh, would not do that to this club. And again, like I was saying earlier, clubhouse chemistry, it's one thing, but it's not everything. And this is Jose Abreu's clubhouse. This is Tim Anderson's clubhouse. This is a conglomerate of guys who have become extremely tight-knit. And it's our human nature to... Uh, 
want to have these feelings of affection towards a group of guys who are going to go out there and play hard for one another and win baseball games while doing it. But also, I would prefer, this is just me, this is my personal preference, I would like that, but I would like to win a World Series more. This is the window now. It was acknowledged this week. This is the championship window for the White Sox. And so you've got to go and get yourself some help. You needed a left-handed bat. As I was saying just a couple of minutes ago, when it comes to the money, you didn't receive any sort of gate revenue last year with no fans, only 60 games. You're not going to throw a ton of money out at the biggest name free agent. Because, again, that's not generally in the White Sox nature. And that also is not going to be anything that makes any team comfortable this season. You're just not going to do that. So you go out and you still found a way to get better. Lance Lynn, to me, is a home run. That is a home run. That is the depth you need, not only in the regular season to conserve your bullpen. He's also going to be effective. He's not just an innings eater. But also, he's someone that gives you an edge in the playoffs. You have three verifiable top-line starters at the head of your rotation. And then you see what Cease and Kopech are going to be. Cease, good offseason. According to Jeff Passan, ESPN, Michael Kopech is looking very strong as he makes a return to baseball. So that automatically gives you an edge. That's huge in the playoffs. I would go as far to say you have Lance Lynn in the third game against Oakland, and you're off to the divisional series. I don't think that I'm out of bounds saying that. And in this clubhouse, with as tight-knit as these guys are, if Adam Eaton comes in and things fall apart, then the chemistry wasn't actually what we thought it was going to be. White Sox Weekly here on ESPN 1000. I'm Ken Levicka. We want to hear what you have to say. Again, the World Series. I think that right now, the White Sox are the best team in the American League. It is World Series or bust. 312-332-3776. 312-332-3776. The White Sox as a whole, whether you're looking at uh, the, the pitching staff now with your top three of Giolito and uh, Keichel, and Lance Lynn, whether you're looking at the offense right now or you still probably need a left-handed bat, you have to figure out your DH situation. But you've got Eaton and Angle in right field. Eaton, left-handed bat, Angle, who can hit left-handed pitching extremely well. And then you've already got a defense that's third in defensive efficiency coming off of last year. The White Sox are in good shape. They're in a spot now where it's complementary pieces as opposed to finding someone that they have to build the organization around. The Mets have been most closely tied with George Springer. Part of the reason is that organization right now, the way in which it is currently constituted, they need a superstar, a superstar bat, a superstar outfielder to revolve around, to build around. Because they're a long ways off. The White Sox, they're there. And now it's complimentary pieces. To me, the biggest hole in this offseason was finding someone behind Giolito and Keichel in the rotation. And they did that. When really nobody else in the American League made any sort of move. Not the Rays. Not the Yankees. Not the Red Sox. Not the Astros. Not the A's. Angels. No. The Angels helped their bullpen the White Sox helped their starting rotation. 
And that's huge. So I understand being pessimistic. I'm a White Sox fan. I know how this goes. It's our natural being. It's what we exist in, is to be cautious and to question. But with what we saw from this team last year, the way it broke out, the way it made the leap, I can't wait to see them in a 162-game season. I can't wait to see that extrapolated past 60 games. 312-332-3776-312-332-3776. I'm Ken Levicka, talking White Sox baseball here on White Sox Weekly. We'll take more of your calls when we come back on your home for White Sox baseball, ESPN 1000. This is White Sox Weekly. If you miss something, podcasts are available on the new ESPN Chicago app. White, White Sox, Sox Weekly, ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Ken Levicka back with you on a Saturday morning. On ESPN 1000, don't forget, stream the show and the podcast, all your ESPN Chicago favorites on the ESPN Chicago app. The White Sox bring in Lance Lynn this week to complement the starting rotation. Chialito, Keichel, Lynn, top three in that rotation. That's nasty. Lynn, 33 years old, and the Sox giving up Dane Dunning and prospect Avery Weems in that deal with the Rangers. And then Adam Eaton coming back to the White Sox, and he comes in to uh, likely play a bit of right field for one year, $7 million. There's an $8.5 million option for 2022. 3-1-2. 332 That is how you get in to White Sox Weekly. Let's head back to the phones. Andy is in Bucktown. Andy, you're on ESPN 1000. Hey, good morning. Um, good morning. You know, a, a few things. First of all, I, I really appreciate the sort of infectious enthusiasm about the White Sox. I think, you know, those of us have been fans our whole lives see this as a major opportunity, and that's exciting. Totally. Uh, which which to me, you know, makes sort of the, the Eaton acquisition very, very frustrating, uh, given what else is out there. I, I hear you on the clubhouse dynamics. I mean, I think, you know, he's been dragged through the, the mud a little bit on his clubhouse presence the last tour. Um, who knows how bad it really was. Uh, that said, my, my beef is with the production. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's demonstrably worse than he was back in 2015. Um, and who can't stay healthy. So, you know, you're talking he may play a bit of right field. My worry is he's going to play 80 games in right field, and they're going to be left without anybody else to play there. Um, and, you know, this when there are other viable good options out there. Sure. So, and as far as the viable options are concerned, like we just don't know if the Sox are done yet. And that's the way that I've, I've at least, and Andy, like I, I totally get well, it. Well, that's how you sleep at night. Yeah. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> right, right. That, that's so I don't have to uh, pop a pill before I go to bed. Right. Uh, and so uh, when, when you're talking about the, uh, talking about right field though, and obviously Tony LaRusa, Tony LaRusa has a plan. He's got to talk with, with Eaton, got to talk with Angle, see if there is going to be a platoon. I don't think this is going to be an everyday thing. And it's only, one year, $7 million for a position that you're automatically going to get more production from than you did when it was Mazzara in right field. Sure, I, I get that. But, but you know, when we talk about this is the year and they're primed and they are the, let's call them the number one contender in the American League, I, I don't know how you square that with an Adam Eaton signing. 
Um, it, it's disappointing to me. Um, you know, and look, I, I don't want to relitigate La Russa, but when you say that, don't you think Han talked to Abreu and Timmy Anderson before they picked up Eaton? I, I think given the process that was employed to hire La Russa, the answer to that is probably no. Um, I, I think, you know, a lot of us longtime Sox fans, you know, look, say what you will about Reinsdorf, but, you know, I, I think the La Russa process reinforced a lot of uh, bad memories and, and, you know, maybe we thought we were past some of this stuff and, and the LaRusa hiring and the process behind it um, just brought up a whole host of bad memories. And, and the Eden signing falls into that category for me. You know, it's a retread. He's not as good. He's, he can't stay healthy. Um, and this is the year or could be the year. So let's go for broke, you know, uh, love, love the Lynn pickup though, you know, yeah. just to pick up, you know, some good news. You know, Dunning looked okay um, against you know bottom feeder teams. Um, right, but in the in, if you're in your in your point, like this is the time. If this really is the time, this is the type of move you make. The 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 Lynn trade for, for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's get him for a year, and yeah, maybe we resign him. You know, he's going to eat some innings. He'll be good. He's a he's a real three. That's a no brainer. Um, you know, do I wish we had? Well, and, and to your point, maybe maybe we will get another guy. I mean, definitely a lefty. DH, that's another box. Yeah, what I'll say, set, and, so we'll and, and appreciate the call, Andy. Yeah, you've got to address DH. you got to address catcher as well behind Grandal. Uh, let's go to Steve in Elmhurst. Steve, you're on White Sox Weekly. Good morning. Good morning. Um, you know, that, that's that's what my point was with the catching position. Uh, I think it's crucial that they bring back McCann. You talk about the rotation being so strong with Giolito at the top of that rotation. Well, the thing is, if you look at his splits when he throws to somebody besides McCann, they're not real good. Um, he's, he's not the impressive guy that he is when he throws to McCann. And if you talk about, uh, oh, Eaton, you know, he's only costing $7 million. Well, that's $7 million that could have gone towards signing McCann and I like Engel in right field. I thought he was tremendous last year, and not only as a as an outfielder, but his hitting two ninety two. I mean, the guy he he hit the ball real yes. well. Besides playing a great right field, so to me, I I'm not crazy about this if it means that they don't end up bringing McCann back. Yeah, and uh, appreciate the call. I, I just I don't see the White Sox re-signing McCann between thirty-six and forty-eight million dollars, which is what reports out of New York are that the Mets are right now uh, trying to weigh because they appear to be the front runners for McCann. And yes, you're exactly right. The the split's not nearly as good uh, with Giolito throwing to McCann uh, and Grandall. That said, when you bring in Ethan Katz as the pitching coach, someone who so familiar with Giolito, you bring him in because you become hopeful that you can help him overcome that change of backstop. You can help him overcome that block. And I know that you've got pitchers that have their comfort level with who is calling the game behind the plate, but now you have a familiar face for Giolito in that clubhouse uh, with a, a, a long-time pitching teacher that's going to come in and hopefully help guide him over uh, not having James McCann. But the White Sox in this market where, again, you only played 60 games, there's no gate revenue, every team in Major League Baseball right now is trying to figure out where the dollars are coming from. Even the big network-owning clubs 
right now are trying to figure out where they're going to find cash, what couch cushion they're going to overturn to pick up loose change and try and pay somebody. Uh, it, the Sox have at least gone out and they've aggressively done something to improve their ball club. Whether you like Adam Eaton's personality or you don't, and whether you're turned off by him and what happened allegedly in the clubhouse in 2016, it doesn't change the fact that unless something shocking happens, you're going to get better production out of right field than you did a season ago. That'll do it for us on this Saturday. Do it again. White Sox Weekly next Saturday, 9 a.m. An hour of dedicated White Sox talk here on your home for Chicago White Sox baseball. want to thank Erica Strowski, making sure things running smoothly in the ESPN 1000 studios. I'm Ken Levicka. It's been a White Sox Weekly on ESPN 1000.